This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Hey, hey, good afternoon and welcome to SaskAg Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Make yourself at home. Here's what we got on the show for today. Bill C-234, the private member's bill that would exempt propane and natural gas used for grain drying from the carbon tax, is front and center again in the Senate. We'll also have reaction to it from Sask Canola. The 34th edition of the Grain Millers Harvest Showdown in Yorkton is officially underway. And Farm Credit Canada is giving $1.5 million to communities across Canada to support rural projects. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to SaskAg Today on 620 CKRM. This is SaskAg Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director Ryan Young. SaskAg Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Farm Fresh Water, fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. The Senate has another sitting planned for today. Yesterday, there was debate on the Bill C-234 in the upper chamber and the amendment tacked onto 234 by the Senate Ag Committee more than a week ago. Committee Chair Robert Black, who's firmly opposed to the amendment, which is the exclusion of the exemption for heating and cooling barns, led the discussion. This is not the first time a bill with similar intent has been presented in Canada. Numerous attempts have been made in both chambers to provide relief for farmers from the carbon tax, underscoring the significant concern and importance of this issue to our nation. In fact, this is the second bill to pass the other place and come to our esteemed chamber of sober second thought and may very well be the second time the industry will not benefit from these measures, even though their duly elected officials voted and passed similar bills twice. I have heard colleagues, and I expect you have heard as well, from hundreds of Canadians, consumers, farmers, producers, and numerous others in the last week or so who are extremely disappointed with this report, who are extremely disappointed that the bill has been gutted and the basic intent has been removed. That was followed by comments from Senator David Wells. Another farmer that I visited in southern Alberta told me, when, told me that when the carbon tax tax reaches $170 a ton, it will cost him a half a million dollars per year just on the carbon tax. Money that could be spent getting better technology or newer technology or testing on one of their barns with solar cooling. This is the effect of additional cost and brings with it no benefit to the farm and no benefit to the environment. The government is calling it a market signal. Farmers, ranchers and growers believe that the only signal this sends will be higher costs to them and higher prices for the consumer. But the most passionate comments yesterday came from Alberta Senator Paula Simons. It was her deciding vote that moved the amendment to not exempt propane and natural gas from the carbon tax when heating barns forward. Simons explained the rationale behind her decision. So despite my concerns, indeed my fears about the climate crisis, and despite my opinion that carbon taxes are sound public policy, I began to see that an exemption for grain drying made sense. However, 
It was far less clear to me that an exemption for heating and cooling barns and outbuildings and other structures was equally necessary. There are all kinds of ways to heat and cool buildings and all kinds of ways to make barns and farm buildings more energy efficient, practical market-ready options that farmers could deploy to reduce their costs. An exemption for grain drawing was justified. An exemption for barns? To me, that case was much less clear. So when it came time to vote on the amendment, I made a difficult choice. I voted pragmatically in an effort to save the bill by amending it. Of course, the operational definition of a compromise is that it leaves people on either side unhappy. I heard from many who were upset with my decision, either because they felt I had betrayed farmers and perhaps fatally wounded the bill, or because they felt I had betrayed my principles and the planet by voting in any way for a bill that rolled back taxes and which could be a Trojan horse, a wedge in the door to end carbon taxes for good. The senator was also very critical of a recent decision by the federal government to exempt the carbon tax on home heating oil for essentially one region of the country. How am I, as an Alberta senator, supposed to look Alberta farmers in the face and tell them that I took a principled stand against carbon tax exemptions when the government has pulled the rug right out from under me? I am not a climate change denier. I am not a carbon tax opponent. What I am is a very frustrated Albertan and a very frustrated deputy chair. How can we support having bespoke tax breaks for one region and not another? How can we adopt a system of carve-outs that pits one region against another? And how can we maintain public confidence in the fairness of our carbon tax regime if we pick and choose exemptions willy-nilly? That's Alberta Senator Paula Simons. Again, the bill could be up for discussion again in the Senate this afternoon. You're listening to Sask Ag Today. Coming up next, we're going to stay on the topic of Bill 234, and we're going to hear the perspective from Sask Canola. We'll be back right after this. We're back with Sask Ag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch. For Prairie 6 Inch Eaves Trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6 Inch Eaves Trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEvesTroff.ca and Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit GrowMoreProfit.com. SAS Canola has added its voice to the farm groups that are concerned about proposed amendments to Bill C-234. It's a private member's bill that would exempt propane and natural gas used to dry grain and heat and cool barns and greenhouses from the tax. SAS Canola Policy Manager Dale Leftwich says the amendment to Bill C-234 would remove the exemption for heating and cooling buildings and greenhouses. Well, this is a really important issue for farmers and in Saskatchewan. It has to do with grain drying and it has to do with, with uh, other exemptions for the heating of barns and, and all sorts of things. Now, there's, there's some idea that uh, people can change uh, the way that they, that they uh, heat barns or dry grain using things like heat pumps or other alternatives. That seems to be why the, the Senate decided to, uh, to make some amendments. Uh, and so we just don't think that that's uh, feasible for Saskatchewan farmers with how cold it gets and, and the equipment and, and how remote farmers are. He outlines what the amendment could mean. 
So what happened is that it was passed in the House uh, fairly, fairly well by the in the House of Commons. It went to the Senate, and then now some senators are uh, want some amendments. And so what that'll mean is that it'll have to go back again to the House of Commons. We're quite sure it'll pass again. But it delays the actual implementation of the bill, and so and so. What we'd like is for the uh, people to go. There's a point and click campaign where you can actually go. It's on our our website, and uh, you can go there and you can uh, write a letter to the the Saskatchewan senators. Effectively, is what you do, just letting them know how important it is that this not be delayed. That that. Uh, the kind of the mischief that's being happening in the Senate uh, is uh, is just done away with, and that the will of the the House of Commons is uh, upheld. So, so the the committee paused it and proposed amendments, but the Senate hasn't voted on it yet. So the Senate could still just vote to accept the whole thing and not and not send it back with, to the House of Commons with amendments. So it's really important that people uh, get in touch with their senators. Uh, like the easiest way is this point-and-click campaign that we're running and uh, and get out there and, and let the senators know. And then this, the, the senators can talk to their fellow senators and tell them this just how important this is. Leftwich wants canola producers to contact their senators as soon as possible. Yeah, the sooner the better. We don't know when the actual vote is going to be held, uh, so uh, they they have to go through a couple of things. But it could be it could be held this week. It could be held any any day now. So uh, uh, so it's important that we we get the message out quickly and that we um, that we let the senators know that it's really important that this pass uh, through the Senate and as soon as we can get these letters into the into the Senate is is important already across Canada there have been over a thousand of these letters sent to senators in different places and so if we can just uh, make sure that uh, that the Saskatchewan senators know how important this is as quickly as possible that would really be helpful he notes getting a carbon tax exemption for propane and natural gas used on the farm is very important. This is something we've been working on for years and that it's a, a really important initiative and that even like we've, we have the support of the bloc, we have the support of the NDP, we have the support of the conservatives because they all see what a common sense uh, thing this is. And that, and that there are no alternatives. So, so trying to, uh, punish people with the carbon tax on these things is really it doesn't give people uh, a way to change their behavior it's it it there just aren't alternatives so that's why it's so important and why we've been working on it uh, for for a couple years now with this uh, minority position in the House of Commons it has widespread support from from all the different parties even a few liberals have voted for it so so it's it's a really good piece of legislation and left, which says the longer the passage of the bill is delayed, the more money Ottawa makes on the carbon tax. Well, effectively, they collect more tax, and then and yeah, and they make it uh, more difficult. And uh, and for what reason? We we just can't imagine because ultimately, it is the will of the House of Commons to to get this done. So uh, yeah, they're they're for some reason, and they're they're just, it's just mischief that they're up to in the in the Senate now. It's it's really it's almost embarrassing. Dale Leftwich is the policy manager for Sask Canola. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. Up next is today's Ag Review. 
You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. BHP says it has approved a plan to spend $6.4 billion for the second stage of its Janssen potash mine that it's developing in Saskatchewan. The decision comes as the company is still building the first stage of the project, which is expected to deliver first production in 2026. The company says the first stage is 32% complete and on schedule. BHP says the additional money will make Janssen one of the world's largest potash mines, doubling production capacity to about 8.5 million metric tons per year. Verticillium stripe has been impacting canola crops in Manitoba for over a decade, but it's now spreading across the Canadian prairies. According to Jeanette Galtier of BASF, while verticillium was first detected in Manitoba around 10 years ago, it has since been found in every canola-growing region of Canada except the Atlantic provinces. Verticillium is very specific to Brassica species, penetrating the roots early in the season and growing upwards through the stem. By the end of the season, dark microsclerotia form on the outer stem, which can then shed back into the soil to infect next year's crop. Though difficult to determine precisely how long the disease can persist in the field, research suggests verticillium can remain viable in the soil for many years. Price movement for most Western Canadian lentils held narrowly range-bound for the weekend at Monday. Prairie Ag Hotwire reported most prices remained 1% per pound of unchanged. To Marcos Moss' name of export packers, there were two central reasons for such sparse movement in lentils. On one side, he says there's a lack of participation by farmers, noting some growers were holding back product. The other factor Moss' name cited was lackluster demand at this time, although he said that demand from India was strong. Canada is one step closer to a compartmentalizing regime that hog farmers and the rest of the industry hope protects them against market impacts of African swine fever. Practical application can be developed now that the Canadian Food Inspection Agency has released its national standards and national framework or the Canadian ASF compartment program. From here, the Canadian Pork Council can develop the Compartment Operator Program, which is designed to segment different hog production and flows within regions that have an ASF outbreak. If specific hog populations can be put into boxes and kept separate, the CFIA and industry hope to see less severe market lockdowns. These compartments are established prior to an outbreak and are intended to allow for the export of products even if they were to originate from within an infected zone. A wanted poster for a wild pig is making its way around Manitoba. Squeal on Pigs Manitoba is asking for residents between Wawanisa and Alexander to be on the lookout for a large male wild pig that has been spotted in the area. The campaign is a partnership between Manitoba Pork and the federal and provincial governments 
to bring awareness about invasive wild pigs. In 2022, there were 127 sightings, resulting in 122 pigs being euthanized. Severe weather across Canada caused by climate change has wreaked havoc with the pumpkin harvest this year. Nova Scotia pumpkin farmer Danny Dill says the spring planting season was arid because of wildfires, then heavy rains in the summer flooded his fields. Dill, owner of Howard Dill Enterprises in Windsor, Nova Scotia, calls this year's pumpkin season spooky, adding that it's the worst harvest he's had in 40 years of farming. Pumpkin farmer Mike Williams of Pinoca, Alberta, says the weather was so dry when the season began that he irrigated his farm with 12,000 litres of water every week for two months, and the bill to run the pump won't be covered by the harvest. This year's severe weather, climate change exacerbated droughts followed by heavy rain, has also hit pumpkin farmers hard in the United States. Some growers in states like Texas, New Mexico and Colorado lost 20% or more of their predicted yields, while others left their land bare. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, cloudy, winds up to 15 kilometers an hour, high of minus 1, with wind chill near minus 8. Tonight, mainly cloudy, a low of minus 7, with wind chill near minus 12. Tomorrow, clearing near noon, high of 0, with wind chill minus 10 in the morning. Tomorrow's low is minus 9. Friday, partly cloudy, high of minus 1, the low minus 7. Saturday, partly cloudy, high of 0, the low minus 6. Sunday, cloudy and a 40% chance of flurries, high of minus 2. Sunday night, cloudy and a 30% chance of flurries, the low minus 7. Monday, cloudy, high of minus 2, low minus 5. And Tuesday, cloudy, high of minus 1 degree. Normal, normal highs for the period are 4 degrees. Normal lows, minus 8. Sun rose at 749 this morning. Sun will set at 534. Taking a look around the province, in Estevan, Weyburn, and Yorkton, minus 1. Swiftcurrent and Saskatoon, minus 2. The warm spot in Saskatchewan is in Maple Creek at 4.6 degrees. A cool spot in Collins Bay at minus 7. In Regina, cloudy sky winds from the west at 10 kilometers an hour. Humidity at 85%. Temperature minus 2 or 29 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 102.3 and rising. In Moose Jaw, some fog, winds from the west at 5, temperature minus 2. Again in Regina, cloudy, west wind at 10, temperature minus 2 degrees. Back in a moment. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com Today is the first official day of the 34th Annual Grain Millers Harvest Showdown in Yorkton. Festivities technically kicked off on Monday with the traditional burning of the brand. 
Yorkton Exhibition Association manager Barb Whitus then got into what's planned for this year's show. Oh, well, we've got an exciting week lined up and, um, you know, uh, the Orchard Exhibition is very proud to host this premier agricultural event. Um, we have our commercial grain forage and pedigreed seed show, one of the last remaining in the province. We have just a, um, a week full of events. We have the chore team competitions, stock dog competitions, horse pulls, ranch rodeo. We have our mosaic Ag education school tours so we'll bring in about a thousand students grade four and grade seven uh, to learn all about agriculture where their food comes from um, and how our producers put our food on our plates um, so we're excited about that we have of course PBR coming Friday and Saturday evening again this year uh, tickets are almost sold out so get get your tickets soon and uh, then we have our commercial uh, cattle and futurity cattle show on friday and saturday with our commercial cattle sale saturday afternoon so some of the area's top producers will be here um, also our fcc breeders alley so producers showcasing their herds so we invite everybody down to the agri pavilion to check out breeders alley and the commercial cattle show she notes that they've added a new cattleman's award we do. So um, last year we started the Young Rancher Award. Um, so just highlighting a young rancher um, in the area. So we accept nominations and then we have a committee that makes a selection similar to the commercial grain where we have uh, the farmer recognition. That's correct. The 34th annual Grain Millers Harvest Showdown runs until Saturday in Yorkton. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. Up next is Farm Credit Canada, giving away $1.5 million to communities across the country to support rural projects. We'll be back in a moment. You're tuned in to Sask Ag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies. Small Town Lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Farm Credit Canada is giving $1.5 million to 86 communities across Canada to support rural capital projects through the FCC's Agri-Spirit Fund, 15 communities in Saskatchewan will receive over $246,000 to various community improvement initiatives that enrich the lives of residents in cities, towns, or indigenous communities with fewer than 150,000 people. Carla Warnica, Manager of Community Investment with FCC, says this year's projects were diverse. Some of the projects we had this year, we've had um, refrigeration and equipment that might support food waste reduction and recovery. We've done some construction of community buildings, um, some upgrades that reduce some buildings' energy footprints. We've done some greenhouses, some community gardens, a really a wide variety of projects that support agriculture and food-related initiatives in particular in rural communities across the country. For example... Kekawistaha First Nation near Broadview received $25,000 to install raised garden boxes to provide fresh produce and promote gardening in the community. Keniston Soto Nation near Tisdale got $24,000 to create a greenhouse and gardens to provide year-round fresh produce to residents. 
and the Melville and District Agri-Park Association received $15,500 to upgrade the LED lighting at the admin building, indoor arena, and barn. Warnica encourages communities to apply next year when the application window is open. Yeah, we really encourage everyone to go online and take a look. If you go to www.fccagrispiritfund.ca, um, you can take a look and see all the different ways that you can apply, what you can see on there. Um, there's opportunities to check out the eligibility requirements. You can apply online and also view past projects to see what we've supported in the past. And so in the spring of 2024, the application will become live again, and we're really looking forward to seeing the rural projects that come our way again next year. Over the past 20 years, the FCC Agri-Spirit Fund has supported 1,615 projects, an investment of $21 million. You're listening to SaskAg Today. Up next is the Market Update. Here's the Market Update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading today. Canola is down 20 cents at 629.32 a metric ton. Oats is up $14 to 303.32. Yellow peas is up $2 at 401.89. And number one red spring wheat is down $1.02 at 326.42. The rest were unchanged. Durham at 473.72. Feed barley 277.58. Chickpeas 1212.53. Flax 641.04. Lentils, 787.50. Feed wheat, 235.46. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December is up two and a quarter cents at $7.11.5 a bushel. Coming up is the Livestock Report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. Livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock, 842-4574. Now here are the latest livestock quotes. This is the micro report for the Assiniboia Livestock Auction for last Friday's sale. We sold over 2,200 head of cattle on a strong market. Uh, three to 400 pounds steers average, $4.56 a pound, sold up to four eighty-eight. Uh, 400 to 450 pound steers average 431, sold up to 463. Uh, 450 to 500 pound steers average 413, sold up to 463 as well. Uh, 500 to 550 pound steers average $4.02, sold up to 436. Uh, 5 to 600 pound steers average 381, sold up to 407. 600 to 650 pound steers average 371, sold up to 392. And 650 to 700 pound steers average 353, sold up to 365 efforts were 80 cents to a dollar back, depending on weight. Some of the highlights of the sale were a load of 450-pound tan steers at $4.63 a pound, a load of 500-pound tan steers at $4.35 a pound. You can check all you want, but I don't think you will find those prices anywhere else last week or this week. We sold a load of 550-pound tan steers at a dollar at $4.07 a pound and a load of 600-pound tan steers at $3.92 a pound. Finally, we're at a high dollar market again here in Assiniboia. This has been Roy Rutledge reporting. The latest pork prices are at $193.41 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. 
Now the resource report brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Federal legislation says Sask Energy could face fines for not remitting the carbon price to Ottawa, and its executives may also face jail time for failing to do so. Premier Scott Moe has said the utility won't remit the carbon price on natural gas starting January 1st unless the federal government exempts the fuel. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says there won't be any more exemptions beyond the temporary one for home heating oil announced recently. University of Alberta law professor Eric Adams says he doesn't think anybody's getting hauled off in handcuffs on January 2nd, though he adds there will be uncomfortable moments ahead for the utility's government-appointed board members. Shares in Cameco Corporation rose more than 8% after it raised its revenue outlook for 2023 and reported a profit of $148 million in its latest quarter compared with a loss a year ago. The Saskatoon-based uranium miner says the profit amounted to $0.34 per diluted share for the quarter ended September 30th compared with a loss of $20 million or $0.05 per diluted share a year earlier. Revenue, Revenue for the quarter totaled $575 million, up from $389 million in the same quarter last year. On the markets, the TSX is up 86 points at 18,959. The Dow is up 35 points to 33,088. Oil is up 23 cents at $81.25 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 72 cents US. And that's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand Saskag Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan, Can- Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Wednesday's edition of Saskag Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.